Hello and welcome to Voices from the Wilderness, a free podcast service from Wilderness North, Canada's premier outdoor adventure provider based in Thunder Bay, Ontario. For more than 30 years, we have provided fly-in fishing adventures into the remote and remarkable boreal forest to guests from all over the world. With our own fleet of de Havilland floatplanes and our many outpost cabins, group camps, and full-service lodges, we can find the right adventure at the right price for groups of all sizes. Today we're visiting with John Vukatek. Now, John is a distinguished professor at Michigan Technical University and author of the book, Restoring the Balance. John is inspired by carnivore conservation, in particular the wolves and moose populations at Isle Royale, just a five-minute flight from our base in Thunder Bay, Ontario. Every winter, he and his team go out to the big U.S. National Park when there is no one around to count the moose and wolf populations and then chronicle what they learn in the reports year after year. In fact, he is carrying on a tradition 65 years in the making. So, John, was it a tough winter out there? You know, it was a, it was a difficult winter for uh, the moose population, uh, primarily because uh, there was so little food for them. For the wolves, it was uh, a mixed story as to whether it was a difficult winter or not. You know, we counted 31 wolves, and that's up a little bit from the previous year. And so that would suggest that they had a reasonably fine winter in terms of getting enough food to eat and that sort of thing. The more complicated truth has to do with the social structure of wolves and the social structure of wolves as it is right now in Isle Royal. The situation is about three packs, and almost all the wolves would be living in one of those packs. Maybe 10% of the wolves would uh, live between packs. They would be loners trying to figure something out. And so three packs and 10% of the wolves being loners, that's typical. What we have this year is, is just two, two well-established packs, one at the east end, one at the west end. There were 31 wolves, and only about 15 of those wolves were living in one of those well-established packs. The other half of the population was doing something different. They were either in small groups of like uh, a trio of wolves or a pair of wolves. None of these wolves that I'm talking about had like really secure territories. Um, Though some of them um, seem to have reproduced, which if they can reproduce that suggests they have some kind of security. Those those wolves that are living in between packs or living in these little small groups, they're uh, just because they're not so well established and they're getting pressure from other wolves trying to do the same thing that is establish a territory and so forth. So you asked, was it a hard winter for the moose? Yes, because of lack of food. For the wolves, some of the wolves had a tough time because they're not in a, in a secure pack. And the wolves that were in a secure pack, they probably had a reasonably decent uh, life for the winter. What is happening to the moose population? It has dropped dramatically over the last five years. I think your report shows close to a 60% drop in population. What's going on? Right. Well, you know, they had grown to very high numbers, some of the highest numbers we've ever seen, and they peaked, as you mentioned, about five years ago. They were allowed to get so high because the wolf population at that time was ineffective at being able to control them. And when the moose population got that high, 
um, they really impacted their food supply in a pretty severe way. And so for the last five years, this really dramatic decline that we're talking about is almost entirely driven by a lack of food. The food supply from what we see this past winter and the spring, the, the food supply is still very dire situation. As I recall, there was some importation and free airplane rides for wolves from Canada to come in and help a few years ago. In 2018-2019, that the National Park Service uh, brought wolves to Iowa oil for the purpose of restoring the wolf population. And those efforts, you know, they don't always go to plan. They don't always succeed. It's uh, There's a lot of contingencies that are just very difficult to control. So um, embarking on such a, uh, activity as the Park Service, it doesn't take for granted that it's going to be successful. So these last five years have been kind of key for, you know, we're monitoring to see whether it is going to be successful. And so now we're we're about five years out from that. And uh, my goodness, it seems like by all significant accounts, everything that that matters, it's been a, it's been quite a success. Is there a role that the presence of man plays on the island? in what's going on out there, or is is the seasonality and relatively low account not important? In, in the wintertime, of course, there's no humans there at all. In the summertime, there are humans, but they're they're basically just backpacking. And there's, you know, a fair bit of them. There's, you know, thousands of backpackers every every summer. The backpackers, though, are very predictable in terms of their behavior, predictable to the wolves, that is. We stay on the trails and in the campgrounds. We're in the campgrounds at night and we're on the trails in the daytime. And we're so, so phenomenally habitual in that way that the wolves know that. And so if wolves want to stay out of our way, which they basically do, they know exactly what to do. Stay off the trails in the daytime, the, the foot trails, and then stay out of the campgrounds, uh, basically anytime. And so, uh, you know, that, that arrangement works, works well for everyone, basically. And, and, and in that regard, you know, Isle Royal. I, this is my personal view on the matter. Isle Royal is really a very, very special place because you can have a wolf population and a moose population doing their thing. None, neither the population is hunted by humans, and uh, but humans can be right there, present uh, to kind of experience it all, and uh, and, and to and, and no one gets killed <laughs> in the process of it. Well, that's it for today. Voices from the Wilderness is a free podcast report of Wilderness North in Thunder Bay, Ontario, celebrating our 31st anniversary as Ontario Canada's premier outdoor adventure provider. Information about our fly-in fishing trips to private single cabins, groups of cabins, even full-service lodges with meals, electric power, and all the comforts of home is available on the web at wildernessnorth.com or by calling 888-465-3474. That's 888-465-FISH. Thanks for listening. This is Wayne Blackman speaking. So long for now.